Right, all right. It's Real Life, Real Equity with your host, Justin and Keisha Brooks. Welcome to the show. Our goal is to share with you real life examples of entrepreneurs who are winning in both life and business. As real estate investors, our mission is to model, educate, and inspire you to act by sharing easy to implement tools, ideas, and information to add more worth to your net worth, more cash to your cash flow, helping you achieve your goals in less time. Welcome to the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of Real Life, Real Equity. Our guest today is a dynamic duo. One is the founder of Real Estate Investor Goddesses, an educational platform and community for women. Her mission is to help 1 million women and their families create financial freedom through real estate. She is the best-selling author of numerous books, including the Real Estate Investor Goddesses Handbook and Wealth for Women Conversations with the Team that Creates the Dream. She is also the host of the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast and a sought-after keynote speaker. And he is the deal hunter and the president of Vineyard Investment Partners, where he is responsible for finding investment opportunities and strategic partnerships. They bring groups of investors together to purchase portfolios of single family homes, apartments, industrial parks, mobile home and RV parks and other large commercial projects. Together, they have created the Real Estate Soulmates Retreat, a retreat in paradise for couples who want more income and intimacy in their relationships. Throughout the years of trial and error and building a real estate portfolio with over 1,200 doors, they've isolated the strategies that ensure the most success when building wealth as a couple and more importantly, help deepen partnerships and love. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Monique and Peter Hom. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for having us. Oh, great. You're welcome, Keisha and Justin. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's get started with a little bit of background. Tell us a little bit about Peter and Monique, how you all got started in real estate and business. Give us a little bit about who you are. Okay. I'm Peter, the deal hunter, originally from Australia. I came over here permanently since 94, got into a little bit of real estate, single family home that I lived in and started doing renovation in that, and I got a taste for that. By the time I met Monique in 2006, she had a property, I had a property, and then we started expanding from there. Yeah, so I was an attorney and had no idea about real estate investing. I'd only been taught to buy your own home, and that was the only advice I'd ever gotten. And so I went to do that in 2005, And that was for the top of the last bubble. And even though I had a good salary as an attorney, we live in Los Angeles, which is a super expensive market. And so it's hard to find anything less than dollars $700,000, semi-decent house in a semi-decent neighborhood. So a friend of mine said, why don't we buy a duplex together? He would live on one side and I would live on the other. And I thought, okay, well, I can afford half a house. So yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so we ended up finding a duplex instead of one property with two equal sides. It was this old craftsman, and that had the bottom floor was this larger prop side, and the top floor was smaller. And so we both decided to take a room and the bigger unit. We rented out the upstairs. We rented there the converted garage. We were able to rent out. We even rented out our basement, and we started the house hack before I knew that was a thing. Right, um, right. <laughs> that's how we got into it and then when I met Peter he had a duplex and then we had a single family rental when the market crashed we 
ended up getting into flipping when houses were on sale. We were watching those shows on TV and we figured, you know what, we can start doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm right there with you. (laughs) It it was fun, you know, getting dirty and totally hands-on. You've had lots of that. Yeah, Um, we've seen your videos of your before and afters and all that. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. except, you know, it's not the 30 minutes uh, of one and done, bam, you're you're done in 30 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) They don't show you the behind the scenes. (laughs) That's why we did this show. That's why we're doing this show. We want to talk about the behind the scenes. And for the 30 minute segment, you think you can flip a house and it'll come out perfectly. I think it's a good segue to just kind of tell us about Peter the Deal, deal, deal Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> Peter the Deal Hunter and Monique, the real estate investor goddess. Mm-hmm. Tell us how that came about. Those are very unique names. And so talk to us about, about that. And then we'll go into some of the realities that I know that you all know that I know you all have had. so i'll tell you last time we were talking we were flipping and it was around 2015 and we started when houses were on sale and then houses were not so much on sale anymore in la and margins were getting slimmer and slimmer and it was harder and harder to find a deal and as you know with flipping you make money when you sell and then it's over then you have to start again Right. Um, and we decided we wanted to do something that was more buy and hold. We'd buy it, put in a tenant, and then just continue to cash flow. We were looking in Los Angeles where we live. We couldn't find anything that made sense. And then I happened to meet Robert Helms of the Real Estate Guys Radio through a, a mutual friend who suggested that I speak to him. Robert was going to be in Los Angeles at the time. And so I ended up having this 10-minute conversation that changed everything for us and got us you know, to what we're doing right now. So when I was talking to Robert Helms, he was asking what we were doing at the flipping and how that was getting harder and about... Um, and we're looking for like a full flex or yeah, something? Yeah, and how that didn't make any yeah. financial sense here. And he said, first thing he said to me was, you know, LA is a really tough market. I always say, live where you want to live, invest where the numbers make sense. And I went, oh, right. <laughs> you know, that was so obvious after the fact, but at the time, I just assumed you invested where you lived. So that literally opened up the world to us. And then the next thing he said was, and you can buy that fourplex by yourself, but you limit your own capital and credit. And alternatively, you could bring a group of investors together and you can get a 100 or 200 unit apartment building. And that completely exploded my mind. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't realize you could do that. And I just got so excited. I came home. And then she comes running back to me and tells me, we can buy a 200 unit apartment. (laughs) 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 We're going to do that. So we went that night. We bought tickets. There's syndication seminar, the real estate guys syndication seminar, which was in January of 2016. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we, we just got into it. And that first year in 2016 for probably less, money than we would have spent on that one fourplex in LA, we got over a thousand units. Oh, wow. As we were doing this, one of the things that I noticed, Keisha, you might have, you might have noticed this going around to a lot of events. There are not very many women in the room. Very, very few, often less than 10%. One of our mentors, Russell Gray, is always saying, you know, when you're syndicating, you want to build your brand, build your network, who do you want to work with? 
I want to work with women and bring women into the room. And my mission of helping 1 million women create financial freedom through real estate. Wow. Wow. So, So that's how real estate investor goddesses began. And then as we were syndicating, Peter, you know, he, he was the one hunting the deals. Yeah, I was out there in the wild, wild America. <laughs> trying to that, that could give us that elusive cash flow. <laughs> and, uh, we, we happened to be kicking back in, on the island, uh, in the country of Belize with uh, Russell Gray also, the real estate guys. And he looked at me and, uh, and he was kind of playing around with my Australian accent and throwing in all these references of Crocodile Dundee and the Deal Hunter and stuff like that. Yeah, and he just looked at me and he says, you should be, you should be the deal hunter. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Peter ran and, with it. <laughs> and it's, it fit. It's it very does. fitting. It's very like fitting. It's- that, no, that's good. I, I love how you both kind of found your, your own branding. How do you yeah. bring that together? How do you wrap that together? That's a good question. So it's not often together. Real estate investor goddesses is its own unique brand, and you know Peter works with me in that business. We don't really focus on the deal hunter. We have brought one thing together. We're doing a real estate investor soulmates retreat, which is for couples who want to work together and be mm. successful real estate investing, like you guys are. Um, we get asked a lot, like how do you how do you work together? How do you do that? Yeah, a lot of people right. say, I you know. I, I really want to bring my partner in, but, you know, he or she is just not interested in real estate. And, you know, I come back and I'm all excited about something. And then, you know, I got, you know, David Downer or Debbie Downer telling me, <laughs> oh, you can't do that. Real estate investors for, you know, you got to have a whole lot of money. You've got to have really good credit and stuff. So, so we have, you know, through a lot of trial and error and all of our experience together, we've sort of been writing down all these different strategies that have helped us not only build wealth through real estate, but have helped us uh, create more love and intimacy in, in our partnerships. So, you know, we've realized we will want to share that with people. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Our, that's our first thing that we're doing you know, together. No, that's, that's incredibly powerful. Just being able to speak to the alignment of you all getting an alignment you all taking down deals together, you all working in the business together, and then you all now going out and sharing that experience with others. It's a very powerful thing. And Keisha and I get asked very similar questions. And so when we seen that you all were doing the Real Estate Investor Soulmates Retreat, it just warmed my heart knowing that you all were doing something to really add value to the couples out there that are trying to get in business together. Because to your credit, Peter, you know, there's the Debbie Downer and the David Downers of the world <laughs> that a lot of these guys go back and have to face. And, you know, Keisha and I's situation was very similar. But tell us a little bit about some of the things that you have found to be valuable working together. Some of the, the tips or the tools and strategies that you found to help yourself. So one of the main strategies is getting in the right role and having different roles. So a lot of people you know, when they're starting businesses, and this isn't just romantic partners, it's any type of partner, it's not clear who's doing what. And there's a lot of overlap, disagreements that start up because one person thinks one thing and the other person thinks another. One of the things that really helped us was actually creating an org chart for our business. And at first, 
he had all of the, you know, <laughs> we, each person had a separate jobs. I mean, all the jobs went to one or the other of us, but they were separate. So we knew that when there's due diligence and the underwriting to be done, Peter does that. And I'm the one that's more, most often on the phone with investors. And there are, you know, we had separate, very distinct roles. Mm-hmm. And that really has helped us to be a powerful team. And we're, we're playing to our strengths. That's, um, wow. That's incredible. That's incredibly powerful. We didn't even do that. Um, that's really good. <laughs> That's yeah. a really good strategy. Thanks. Uh, so another thing that that's really been transformative for us is we we learned this new code. It's called bank code. It's a type of personality code. It so overlies over disk or some other ones. But really understanding that not everybody is speaking the same language, and depending on your personality type you're going to have different values and different things that that are important to each person. If you're not aware that of the different personality types and who you're speaking to, you might think that you guys are having a conversation, you're speaking the same language, but you're actually not. (laughs) One person is hearing something and the other person's hearing something very different. And it's hard to come to agreement and it can lead to a lot of acrimony and one person not feeling heard or understood. And the best way to fix that is to just understand what the language is of your partner and how to speak that language. It's kind of like one person speaking French and the other person speaking Japanese. And, you know, you, you think you're like, but I said that so clearly. And they're like, I don't, I don't know this Japanese. Right. So a simple, a simple uh, example might be if you're, uh, you know, you have uh, um, investment opportunity and for you, it's like, you know, you just want to uh, talk about the uh, the aspects of the market and how good the property is and just, just do a, a general, a general like a high level overview of it. And then you, you come up against a person who says, I want to crunch numbers. I want to look at spreadsheets. Well, you know, you're talking a different language there. So right. to, to get that person, you just have to overload them with data and uh, they they will appreciate that right so it's really it's understanding how you can speak each other's languages so that you can come to create agreements that both parties will value that is so so important also and and you said that was a type of code what was the name of the code again it's called bank code b-a-n-k letter represents a different type of personality Learning that language has been really key for us, not just for each other, but also for our children. Yeah. Our daughter has completely opposite <laughs> code to us. We're, we're a little different, but she's uh, completely opposite. I'm ashamed to say that for a while, I was like, what is wrong with this child? Like, I really <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I not understand this kid. And then right. when I learned this, I went, Oh, yeah. she's once like, once hey. we learned her, once we learned her code, we we now had an understanding of how her brain worked. Yeah. So if we wanted something from her or want her to do something, we couldn't use our uh, use our usual ways of of talking to the kids. What, what would inspire to, us? We had to to change it around for her. Yeah, so, but yeah. she feels so much more heard and we and understood and and vice versa, and that's been you know it's it's priceless. 
Yeah. Oh, no. I'm gonna check that out. That's really good. No, that's that's real good. That's Justin and I. We did something not exactly along those lines, but we end up doing the five love languages. Yeah, for sure. That's a similar. Um, it's a little different because it's about you know how how one feels, uh, right. receives love, love, um, and that's so important too. You know, everything sounds just like it's you know like you have it just in the books and you, you, got you got it made, you know, how you're, <laughs> how you're getting this done. Let's talk a little bit about the lows. Let's be a little bit transparent for our audience. Give us a situation, yeah. whether it was a real estate deal or a time where you just wasn't sure if you guys were going to be on the same path going in this direction you are now. Well, you know, when we, we've, we've always many. related to each other, you know, we, we're both very good critics and editors so we certainly know how to to put our spin on the other person's thing and that that can be very hurtful yeah, mm, uh, yeah. but what, what we've realized is you can you can disagree without being disagreeable and mm. so you know and this is just the preface for going into some of the situations we've been in because we don't blame each other you know, and we've had failures, we've had, mis we've done mistakes, but we don't blame each other. So we, we kind of really have a solid front there. <laughs> there have been right. plenty of missteps and, you know, times when we've been struggling. One of the deals that we did that was our hardest, it was a, a building, apartment building that we bought. We thought we were buying like a C class that was on the rise, maybe a C minus on the rise and end up being a D. <laughs> wow. Not on the rise as soon as, as quickly as we'd hoped. And having to deal with people, arsons and the addicts and people pulling guns on our managers and uh, wow. drive, by, drive by shootings. And you know, and it was all just based on personality clashes, you know, like certain person um, looked at someone the wrong way and pretty soon there was a gunfight and you know just little things like that but uh, it's Same certainly <laughs> yeah certainly for us never having dealt with situations like that before um, and having property managers we had to manage the property managers who were trying to diffuse issues and uh, you know but every week there were were called like, oh yeah, such and such a, a tenant has just burnt burnt their apartment down uh, because yeah. it's uh, you know that their girlfriend had moved in and they didn't want the girlfriend there. Just really, really weird situations like that. Yeah. Wow. So it was a particularly tough one because we have investors, right? It's one thing when right. you're in a situation and it's not profitable and it's your own money. Um, it's another thing when you have other people's money on the line, which is really what causes sleepless nights. And, you know, for us, and we want so much to have our investors have an amazing experience. So when we couldn't give distributions as promised, and it was a real struggle, that property. And every week it was like, okay, I think we're turning a corner. And then it feels <laughs> like, really? Drive-by shooting, huh? Okay. Great. Wow. <laughs> um, it was an act of God that uh, saved us from that one. We were, we were flying there to, to go through each unit to see where we were. We're kind of running out of our CapEx money and we're just trying to figure out like, how can we turn this around enough so that we can sell it? And we're on the plane and I literally turn you know, my eyes upwards and go, oh my God, like just 
please help us anything. I would love a miracle just about now. And then we get there, go through, and we're looking at, you know, the units and what we, we need to do there. And that night at dinner, our property managers say, hey, have you guys ever thought about selling? we've got another another property owner who is looking to expand in the market and he's got all this uh, 1031 exchange money he wants to get into possibly your property or a couple other properties and uh, how much do you want so we kind of just picked a number what's a number that can make our tenants whole and you know have a little bit of money and we gave some wiggle room so we could negotiate down and we gave them that that price they took it oh my gosh it was crazy wow what was it a four cap yeah we we bought it like almost a nine cap and we sold it a four and a quarter cap wow yes yeah wow no but that's good though i mean like wow so just for our audience i want to make sure we're we're clear when you say a nine cap to a four cap that's a good thing you know, it's all based on the net operating income. So when we bought, there was a higher net operating income than there was when we sold the place. So, but we still we bought for one point eight. We sold for two point five. Yeah. So it it was literally a miracle. Learning in some of the low points of entrepreneurship, that is the most education you can get. And having learned those things, let's talk about three nuggets that you have gleaned from and learned from those experiences. You don't have to talk about any more of the, the lows, but talk about what you've learned from the lows. I wouldn't take back the experience we had with, with that particular property because we, we learned so much. And the, probably the biggest nugget was you really have to have a great team on the ground. Right. You know? yeah. We were kind of, it was like a snow job. They came at us with, you know, a great resume and said, we're the leaders in the market here. We're doing this, we're doing that. When it came down to it, we could not rely on them. You know, when you're an owner, nobody does it like you. We were on their case all the time and it was just so draining. So you really, 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 really want to do your due diligence on the team on the ground. Yeah, okay. they will make or break you. Yeah, they will make or break you. <laughs> yeah. deal. And the next thing that we learned, which is so crucial, is the importance of having a, a great market. In a certain market, you don't, you don't necessarily need the best, best team because it'll work out because the market is growing and there's a lot of tenants coming in and it, it gives you more room for, for error. Um, and when you're in a tough market and not just market, but the sub market, so you really have to know so well, um, you know, that particular area and what the growth is, you know, we were looking at some superficial things like, um, there was a new Starbucks and a new planet fitness that had just been built across the street. So looking at that, we thought, all right, this is definitely an area on the rise. And it was to a certain extent, but for that, for that market, it was still thought of as a board zone. It was not attracting the type of people that could lead to where we want to be or could pay the rent that we, we really wanted the, to move to. Right. So before you go to the third thing, go into a little bit more depth about 
if you have a great market, you don't necessarily need a great team. And if you have a great team or a lesser market, tell, talk to us a little bit more about that because we're big on teams as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a paradigm shift. Yeah. You always want the best team possible. Right. Um, you know, one of, one of my mentors, Beth Clifford says, you know, work with the best. They won't cost you money. They'll make you money. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's definitely true. So team is, they're the foundation of your, of your deals, the better your team, the better your results, period. And the market, though, is so important um, in terms of your success. A certain market, I mean, you could have a really amazing team, but it's going to be hard to, you know, people may not just want to live in the war zone, right? Uh, It doesn't matter how good your team is, if if the market, the sub-market isn't desirable enough, right? you know, there's only so much that can be done. And, and if there's not, there's not a huge influx of people, the population's not growing, there aren't a lot of you know, job growth, you're not going to be able to push rents up very much just because the market won't allow that. So it's right. not an either or. It's really that they're, they're both quite important. Mm, um, that's good. Yeah. Okay. With that being said, now give us number three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it, one is the the team, and two is the the location, and the third has to do with the actual um, property. Definitely, the the team and the location are the most important. But the property and being actually able to buy that property at the right price. So one of the right. things that really helped us in this particular deal is that we were able to buy very right. Even though, you know, it was hard while we were holding it, but it wasn't that hard to sell up. You know, it was partly it was a bit of appreciation, but it was also we we bought at the right price. So that's the other thing. And sometimes that's a little hard to figure out until, you know, you're on the other end, but really being as clear about the underwriting as possible and and looking at the market and negotiating well, all of that is super important. That was a lesson that we learned that really helped save us in the end. You know, we had bought at a, a, like a nine half. We had wiggle room in that way on the, on the exit. Now, for those of you who don't understand cap rate, I'm going to give you a really good podcast to go to learn more about real estate investing. It's always best to learn from somebody who's doing it. Well, Monique has a lot of guests that are experts in the field that they're in. So, so she asks them really deep questions and it can get pretty technical. So you will find a lot of answers there. So my podcast is called Real Estate Investor Goddesses. And that, that's a podcast available on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Spotify, and it's about to be released on the Google Play Store too. We interview women who are killing it in the real estate investing world and have them share their stories and their biggest mistakes and their lessons learned and their best advice for others who also want to follow in their footsteps. So thank you for sharing that. No, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's really what this is all about. It's about education. You know, our mission is to give tools, tips, and strategies from people who are doing the thing, who, whatever the thing is. And for me personally, and for Keisha personally, us doing this thing together, our goal is always to be, be entrepreneurs first, even though real estate is our vehicle, yeah. entrepreneurship is the engine, if you would. 
So with that being said, let's talk a little bit more about the Real Estate Investor Soulmates Retreat. What can people expect from that and how can they sign up? So the retreat is, it's in beautiful Ambergris Key Belize. It's happening July 19th through 21st with a bonus day on the 22nd for fun, plus to check out some investment opportunities in Belize. And it's an intimate retreat for couples. So there'll be probably about 20 couples there. Our mentors, so we're super excited. We're going to have Robert Helms there speaking, Beth Clifford, who I I mentioned before. Oh, and Ben and Jen Rohde, incredible couple who live in Costa Rica and have developed this incredible five-star resort. The the retreat is aimed at helping couples who want to work together in real estate, not necessarily full-time, but who just want to be invested and get on the same page and how they can create more income and more intimacy through this process. So it's partly um, the real estate part, which is how, how do you build wealth through real estate? And then partly the relationship part, so how do you use this process to make your relationship even juicier? That's what we're going to be talking about in July in Belize. That is awesome. And, and they can go to tinyurl.com forward slash REI soulmate and with an S, REI Soulmates, and to find out more and to register. So one other thing that we always like to do for our audience is provide them some type of instant tip or tool, an action step, or uh, something that you would like to offer them, um, whether that's like an ebook or just something they can grasp right away that they can implement in their business. Like Justin said, we're always about Um, entrepreneurship, even though we are all in real estate here, but we want to make sure that we touch those people that are maybe just getting started or maybe they're stuck in their business. Is there something that you uh, would like to offer our audience? Yeah. So we were, we were thinking about this and we decided that we want to offer a personalized real estate strategy session for anyone who's interested in getting into it and doesn't know um, how to start or how to do it for them. Because I always say real estate investing is not one size fits all. Right. And we're offering a 30 minute session with one or the other of us. So we'll give you a link that you can provide to your guests. First come, first serve. We also have a real estate investment strategy blueprint that everyone can access as well. Okay. And so if you are part of the newsletter, you're going to automatically get this link. Click the link book your personalized real estate strategy session. You've heard them talk a lot of technical terms in this podcast. And uh, like I said, if you don't know those terms, go listen to the podcast that she does every week. It's also going to be in the newsletter. I know she says she's a real estate investor goddess and, and she caters to women. I learn something from her every time I listen. So I'm just saying, and I, you know, I'm not a woman, but definitely check it out. Uh, we want to thank you for coming on to the podcast and, and really sharing your experiences. So thank you so much, Peter and Monique. You're most welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to Real Life Real Equity Podcast. If you would like to ask the hosts a question or be exposed to our podcast audience, visit our website at realliferealequity.com and submit a request. Again, that's realliferealequity.com. Or send us an email at info at realliferealequity.com. Again, that's info at realliferealequity.com. Thanks for listening.
And we'll see you next week right here on Real Life Real Equity Podcast.